It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Dallas Estate Planning and Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen and I welcome you again to another Estate Planning Essentials program, endlessly efforting to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I say, hello, Michael. How are you today, sir? Doing well. How about yourself, Don? I'm, I'm doing fine, thank you. And I appreciate the, uh, the education we're going to receive today, like we have for the last five years on this great radio station. And it's a free education, which is really nice. Everything you provide, almost everything you provide, sounds like it's free, whether it's a workshop, whether it's this program, and the audience and I greatly appreciate that. And today, we're going to talk about, in light of you being on 770 for all these years now, the number seven is the pivotal number or word today. That is, you want to talk about the top seven mistakes people make with Medicaid not necessarily state planning today, but we're going to talk about government assistance and Medicaid, Michael. So take it away. Yeah, I mean, so I guess a lot of people say, what's Medicaid, first of all? And there's a lot of different Medicaid programs. In fact, in Texas, unbelievably, there are 109 Medicaid programs, each with their own rules. I don't think we're going to have enough time to go over 109 <laughs> today. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but I think we'll, what we will, so what we'll do is focus probably on a couple of the more, the more common ones. Um, Great. Before you start, if you could talk about uh, the definition of Medicaid and who can apply for that, who qualifies, et cetera. Okay. Now, the reason why we're talking about the top seven mistakes with people with for people who are applying for Medicaid, we first got to define uh, what is Medicaid. As we just mentioned, uh, there are 109 Medicaid programs uh, in Texas, uh, each with their own rules. Well, the most common situation is that Medicaid will help pay for long-term care costs if you are, let's say, in a nursing home or sometimes in some assisted living facilities or if you're at home. Those are the more common ones. Now, a lot of times people are on Medicaid if they're just disabled and they don't have assets. Uh, they may have been disabled at a young age and they cannot, not only cannot work, but they you have low uh, low income or low assets. It's not necessarily the case on low assets if you're a married couple. If you're if there's one spouse applying for public benefits Medicaid. Now, the reason why that becomes important is most people don't have long-term care insurance. Usually, uh, if I ask a group when we speak at when we uh, speak before a group, it seems like maybe about 10% of people. Uh, Americans seem to have long-term care Medicaid. Medicare doesn't cover long-term care like a nursing home or assisted living or uh, or perhaps a care at home cost. Or If it does, it's just to a limited degree. In other words, uh, if you have a three-day hospitalization stay, you may get 20 days fully paid by Medicare if you're on Medicare. 
and maybe additional 80 days copay, in other words, a total of 100 days, uh, if you have a, especially if you have a medical supplement. So the very most you might have is a few months coverage for, let's say, if you're going into a nursing home, if you do not have long-term care insurance. Now, that's it might be the topic of another show is getting long-term care insurance and when to do that. Uh, but if the, as you get older, the more likely that you are going to be disabled, so the cost of that insurance increases with age. Uh, so the bottom line is is that uh, a lot of times people want to plan so that the government could be of assistance on helping pay for care costs because as we age, the likelihood of disability increases. And with Medicaid, though, it's what's called means-tested. They look at your assets. Government says if you got assets, then you're going to have to pay for your own care first with your own money until you get down to our limits and, and get, apply under our rules. So uh, the first mistake that people make is thinking it's too late to plan. The reason why they think that is because it's, uh, you know, you know they, it, they didn't do anything, and they said, oh, I'll, um, you know, they'll be the ostrich with their head in the sand, and said, oh, I'm just going, I'll be fine until the day I die. And then all of a sudden they didn't think that they would have that stroke or get COVID and something might have happened or maybe something else bad happened. They had some Alzheimer's or they uh, it just got so bad they never did anything. And uh, so usually people just assume that it's it's always too late to plan, but almost never too late to take planning steps because even if the senior, let's say, has moved into a nursing home, a lot of times there's different things you can do to help preserve resources. Now, remember, uh, for Medicaid, it's means tested. And if you're single, you have to get down to just $2,000 of count, what they call countable resources. There are certain things that do not count, so that's part of the planning process uh, is sometimes you switch things from things that count to things that do not count. Just kind of like bankruptcy law. Um, if you, let's say that uh, you had two properties and uh, you wanted to make sure one was a homestead because the homestead was the protected under bankruptcy law. So you might pay the mortgage on the uh, the one that you wanted to declare as your homestead you want to protect. Or uh, there are certain, certain things that do not count. So um, you might, it's almost never too late. And there's different strategies too. So it's almost never too late uh, to take planning steps is the first mistake that people make. Uh, the second one would be giving away assets too early. You know, a lot of people say, well, if it's means tested, then I guess I got to give away my money. So um, I, you know, I, I need to do that so that the government will help pay for care costs. So for Medicaid, uh, for example, uh, most of the time, there is a look-back period. In other words, since it's means-tested, since they look at your assets, they say if you make a gift within five years of the application, they look back. We say, oh, if you do that, then um, we presume that you did it on purpose to get eligible for Medicaid. You know, as we've said on the show many times, I always say seniors have less rights than terrorists. 
If you're a terrorist and they kill people, they presumed innocent in the criminal justice system. But yeah. if you are a, a person who even gives to a charity, uh, unless you're just tithing, as probably as many of the listeners here do, uh, tithing is fine. But if you gave a big contribution to some place and four years later you had a stroke, it's presumed that you did it on purpose mm. to get eligible for Medicaid. So now, but still, still, whether it's your money or your house or both, you ought to take care of yourself first. You really should take care. You should have enough money to take care of yourself first. You don't want to put your own security at risk by, let's say you gave money to your children. And if you gave that money, uh, there could be, first of all, there's always the gift tax issues, depending on how much you give. There could be capital gains tax issues. And quite frankly, um, besides the Medicaid ineligibility, uh, because of the look-back period, and, and, and sometimes bad things happen to children. Children die first sometimes. Children uh, have credit issues. Children get the money and they can't give it back if there's a Medicaid problem. Uh, children become disabled. Children have marital problems. Uh, so giving away assets too early, even though there's a five-year look-back period, sometimes is a mistake that people make with Medicaid. Even when we do different types of trust, uh, so there is a certain type of trust that people do to get beyond the five years to save assets, um, there, it's always recommended that you keep enough money uh, that is not in the trust to take care of yourself first. Okay, very good. All right. Mistake number three is ignoring impact that there are safe harbors created by Congress. Hmm. So... The government has certain exceptions to every rule. Uh, and so a lot of times people don't realize you could take advantage of these these exceptions. So yesterday I was on the phone with somebody. The person was in, uh, I believe, in Michigan. Uh, they were moving to Texas. And one of the children was on Social Security Disability. Social Security Disability. Now, Social Security Disability is not means-tested. So... Uh, when, you know, somebody's more likely to get on Social Security Disability, somebody has worked uh, for a period of time, and they became disabled before they were 65, and the government says, oh, if you can't, if you can't be substantially gainfully employed, we're going to give you uh, a certain amount of income that you would get probably when you become of age when you would have normally gotten Social Security, plus you get Medicare. So a lot of people who are under 65 are on Medicare because they became disabled before they were 65. Mm-hmm. Well, Social Security disability is not means-tested. In other words, they, you could have a million dollars and be on Social Security disability. On the other hand, if you were on supplemental security income, you would have to have $2,000. Supplemental security income, somebody who never worked, perhaps, generally, or limited, or very limited work, you get um, a certain amount of income also, if it's below a certain limit, uh, and they all they get Medicaid, whereas a person who worked uh, for a period of time generally could get Medicare. Well, on Social Security disability, it's not means-tested. So one of the safe harbors that was created by Congress is if you make a transfer, whether it be a cash or or if you make a transfer of a home to a disabled child, it's an exception to the five-year look-back period. 
So that's something that, in other words, Congress says we want to take care of those who are disabled, so we're going to give you an exception. Now, let's say that the if it was the uh, person, the child that was applying for Medicaid, uh, let's say the child had uh, had too much assets, they just became they were disabled and they didn't have any, they had um, uh, limited income. Uh, let's say they had, or maybe they had no income. Uh, they maybe they received an inheritance. They got life insurance, and they were 50 years old, and they were disabled and could not work, and maybe never did work. How do you get somebody like that the valuable public benefits of Medicaid, helping them uh, with drugs and other care? Uh, well, one of the safe harbors is if they're under 65, you could create a certain type of trust that doesn't count for Medicaid. And there's no and there is a, uh, no look-back period on that, no five-year look-back period. However, on that trust, if you set up that type of trust, it's called a special needs trust, if you create that trust uh, so that you get immediate eligibility for Medicaid, and this would be more like, like I said, for the drugs and uh, some of the other things that uh, SSI permits uh, with Medicaid, you get automatically get Medicaid. Uh, there would be a payback provision in the trust if you set it up with your own funds. If you had somebody else set up a trust, trust for you like that uh, with their funds, then it's no payback provision. Uh, so, so those are a couple of and actually, there's a, even if you don't you set up a, your uh, own special needs trust. There's a thing called a pool trust that is also an exception. Uh, in Texas, you have to be under that 65 to make a transfer to that pool trust, which is like a big special needs trust that's already created that a lot of uh, disabled Texans utilize, particularly if it's a lower amount of funds. Uh, if you have a lower amount of funds, so it's not you know cost efficient to create your own trust, uh, the problem is that you'll have somebody else that you might not know making decisions on how to spend the money on your behalf, although you can make a request. Anyway, a lot of times people don't know about all these safe harbors that are created by Congress. Got it. Special harbors, safe harbors, created by Congress or created by Michael Cohen. He's been doing this a long, long time now. And whether you have special needs issues or just regular general needs issues, this is why he's become an elder law attorney to help the elderly when it comes to Medicaid and Medicare. But, you know, he's more than that. He, elder law may imply or connote estate planning, but estate planning is for anybody who owns anything. Because if you pass away, someone has to inherit that, whether it's the government, hopefully not, or your heirs, uh, specifically family or friends, whomever you choose, your charity, church. And Michael is an expert at this, in my opinion. I think I can say the word expert. He's been educated in this area for decades now. My attorney, he should be your attorney. And the first step in that direction to that end is to attend his next workshop, which is Saturday, February the 13th at 10 o'clock. And this is a free estate planning essentials workshop, but it's online, meaning it's, it's done via Zoom because this program that we're doing now, we're on the telephone because we're practicing social distancing correctly. And Michael's doing the same thing with his workshops that he's been also doing for years. So, Michael, you always say, uh, when I ask you what goes on at these workshops, and you give us the same answer because this is what works best for people, and that is asking for them to ask you questions about estate planning 
or Medicare or Medicaid, and you answering them, meaning you tell me what you want to know, and I'll do the best to answer them. And has that changed? No, that really hadn't changed, and every workshop is different um, mm-hmm. because we never know what questions that people are going to ask. Right. Last time we were asked about um, something that we had never been asked about in the eight years that we've been doing these workshops, these hmm. free, free estate planning essentials workshops. And I thought it was a great question. And the, uh, but it, you know, had never been asked before. Mm-hmm. It was about a t- particular type of court proceeding to transfer community property from one spouse to another. Uh, and, the, but people never ask about it because they're just not familiar with it. Right. Well, anyway, you never know what people are going to ask. And that means that you never, each workshop is going to be different. Now, a lot of times what we do is at this workshop, we might, talk about general estate planning, and then we get into the questions that people want to know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, and we never know if it's on estate planning. Is it going to be something with the president is going to uh, suggest that we start doing in the near future for either capital gains tax or estate tax or income mm-hmm. tax planning? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be some new law with coronavirus that may affect uh, you is it going to be something regarding IRAs or 401ks? Or is there going to be something uh, about uh, wills or trust? Is it going to be something about Medicaid that we're talking about today or veterans benefits? Uh, is there going to be somebody dealing with somebody who's disabled, like uh, like we talked about the special needs trust and the pool trust? Mm-hmm. So what, we never know what people are going to ask and to do to find out what you want to ask. All you have to do to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop is to call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com, to see what your questions might be. We do, if you do go to that free two-hour estate planning essentials workshop, which is on Zoom. It's very simple. We'll give you directions on uh, if you've never done it before. We may, we have it where we can help you out, so it's nothing to worry about. You can do this by your phone, iPhone, if you have an iPhone or a uh, laptop. It's very, very simple. Uh, all you do is have a, one click, and you're there. And um, we'll answer whatever your questions might be. And if you do go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, we also offer a free vision meeting. We look at your own individual situation in more detail to make sure that you get your questions answered to your satisfaction. Excellent. Sarah and I had that vision meeting. Or I wouldn't call it a vision meeting, but we had a follow-up meeting with you for an hour last month, which is extremely helpful. And I admonish everyone to attend the next workshop so that they, too, can then use that as a stepping stone to that free individual a personalized meeting with Michael Cohen. You know, Michael, I, I love the fact that you mentioned that you heard a question from the last Zoom workshop. And no matter who is listening to this program, my belief is that uh, we all may be saying to ourselves, especially the older people like me, well, I've heard it all. And that cliche doesn't work. In this day and age, you've never heard it all. And Michael may have thought he's heard all the questions and he didn't last week. So, if you think you've heard it all or you've got it all down and you don't need any help doing your state plan or understanding Medicaid or Medicare, I think you're mistaken. 
And I think you need to ask Michael Cohen at the next workshop where you might need some help. Ask him about certain circumstances that you're under or in, and I guarantee you he will help you, if not correct you, like he has me and many other listeners to this program. Um, One other thing I wanted to say, Michael does those workshops live. He does them, and he has always been doing them live. A lot of people, most people won't do that because they don't have enough, I don't know what the word is, experience, self-confidence, knowledge, whatever it is. Michael's live. So you can show up and ask him almost anything regarding government assistance and estate planning, and he'll answer them right then and there. And he won't be that protective attorney or safe, guarded attorney when answering those questions. He'll answer them right there on the spot, free of charge for you, and you'll see why he's my attorney and he should be yours. He's he's one of the best in all of Texas. And um, please go to his next workshop. Again, that's February 13th. Um, currently less than a week away, uh, Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Michael, a few more mistakes people make with Medicaid before we wrap up. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it pretty quickly. Okay. Failing to take advantage of the protections for the spouse of a nursing home resident. A lot of times, hmm. even though there's asset limits, um, if the income of the couple is low enough, under around 32 to $3,300 a month, and that's... Mm-hmm certain type of income, not all income, then you can keep more assets. So the lower your income, the more assets that could be protected. So a lot of people think, oh, for Medicaid, I have to have zero assets or very limited assets. But it could be that people have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I know that sounds awful, but the they could have uh, uh, more money than you might realize and be eligible for Medicaid because Congress wanted to protect the spouse at home from using up all their money because they didn't want people to get people were getting divorced to get eligible for public benefits. And we didn't want to encourage divorce as a matter of uh, our society. We don't think that's a good thing. Uh, Now, applying for Medicaid too early is another problem. A lot of people always get the mistaken impression that even uh, they apply for Medicaid, even though they're not ready. Uh, So now it's not a mistake to get on the there's a certain type of Medicaid program called Star Plus that has 23,000 on the wait list that you, you should go ahead and consider doing when it is early. So it depends on the situation. But generally, when people apply for Medicaid uh, too early, that is a mistake uh, because then they there's some of the qualifications, like on long-term care Medicaid, is you can't even not even supposed to apply until you're in the facility. Uh, so applying for Medicaid. Uh, too early could result in either a longer ineligibility period. If there's a transfer, uh, could be a problem. There's lots of different issues. Are also applying for Medicaid too late. Uh, sometimes uh, you could even get retroactive coverage. And if you sit around and let's say on that married couple situation, you can only go back three months prior to the month of application. So if you waited four months, it cost you the difference between perhaps the income and cost of care or perhaps the full cost of care of the facility. So, Sometimes it's a problem when you apply too early. Sometimes it's a problem when you apply too late. Another thing that we've talked about before many times is about how uh, Medicaid affects your home. Uh, We've talked about uh, people make the mistake of selling their home because they're saying, oh, Medicaid's going to take my home. But as we've talked about uh, in many situations, a lot of times we do ladybird deeds or some other types of deeds that protect the home, from the claim of the government after that person dies, 
Uh, and so, because the government has a clawback to to get reimbursed for benefits advanced after the person dies, particularly if they're single. There are other there are exceptions to the rules. So the thing that you do if you have a homestead, well, quite frankly, what you should do is see if there's some exceptions and what we could do to plan. We've mm-hmm. talked about the Lady Bird deed on many time, on many shows. Sometimes we've talked about transfer on debt deeds. Sometimes we've talked about transfers to a disabled child. Sometimes we've talked about transfers to a certain type of trust that protects assets from spin down for Medicaid if you had a lot more assets. We've talked about a lot of different types of different situations uh, where we could protect the home, but uh, a lot of times uh, people uh, may not have done those type of things or not aware of those type of things. And of course, mm-hmm. I guess I'll throw in a number eight. Talk to somebody who knows about these different rules yeah. because the, uh, <laughs> you know it's you know a lot of times you have to combine elder law and I, of course I always say I'm an elder elder law attorney with estate planning. So it could be that it, you just have estate planning issues, but maybe you didn't have that long term mm-hmm. care insurance, and you combine estate planning with elder law planning to to get whatever it is that your goals might be. Now that yeah. may Everybody's situation is different. The way to find out uh, whether your situation, what's best for you, will at least get some of your questions answered, mm-hmm. is to go that ne- next free estate planning essentials workshop on February 13th at 10 o'clock by calling 214-720-0102 or signing up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. Very good. Dallas Elder Lawyer Michael Cohen. I thank you, sir. Thank you. A leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770 KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today 